Welcome to PBC Talks. If you would like to find out more information, please visit pbc.org.uk. Gosh, Yvonne made an assumption there, didn't she? Did you hear her assumption? Or did it just pass over you? She reckons that we've all had a shower this morning and got clean clothes on. <laughs> Why don't you just go and smell the person sitting next to you and, and, and put your hand up if it's not true? Oh, they're so nice here. They didn't do that. Oh, gosh. Should we pray together? I expect that God is here. I expect that God is going to do something this morning. I expect that there are people here today who are about to walk into his kingdom for the first time. I expect that people are going to receive healing touch from heaven right now. That in the name of Jesus, they are going to be healed physical, mental. I expect right now that marriages are going to come back together. I expect that families are going to be restored. I expect, because my God is awesome. He is totally, totally awesome. And I expect this morning that God is going to breathe freedom across this congregation. Because we need to be free. Too often, we claim the freedom and then we walk back to our lives of chaos. And so I pray freedom across this whole congregation right now. That in the name of Jesus, we will be free. That chains will be removed. That things that are holding us back in our faith and our life and our walk with God will be demolished. Spirit of the living God, would you flow like you've never flowed before. Shake us up and break us up and move us on. We're held captive to too many things. So would you come and stop us and interrupt us in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So, it's the Rugby World Cup semi-final. England versus New Zealand. England versus the All Blacks. It's in Japan, and so you've, you've crawled out of bed a ridiculously early time uh, Next Saturday morning to watch the game, you've got your bacon butty in one hand, you've got your double espresso because you're from Poynton in the other. <laughs> and you flick on the telly just as the hacker begins. Whoo! <laughs> this is the new worship position at Poynton. Okay. This is it. You've been waiting four years for this. This is your moment. This is your time. And then someone goes and rings your doorbell. Do you know what I mean? Not once, not twice, but three times. Forcing you to miss the hacker. Forcing you to miss the match. Forcing you to miss the occasion of your life. Interrupted. How does that make you feel? Spot on, Rob. So, it's been a long day. And you're late for your train 
at Manchester Piccadilly. Miss this, and there ain't another train for at least another hour to get you back to the kingdom of Poynton. And so you are legging it through the town centre saying hi to the Barnabas people on the way, because they're in the town centre, the only charity left in the town centre. You've waved to them, but you see them too late. The chuggers, the charity muggers, wanting to stop you and talk to you about the hedgehogs of Heat and Mersey, or the um, Dalmatians of Didsbury, or the sloths of Stockport, forcing you to miss your train and the chance to say goodnight to the kids before they go to bed. Interrupted! How annoying is that? Mm. So, you've got to get to Aldi before it shuts. The youth group are coming round, and they need pizza. But then you make the fatal error, the schoolboy error of trying to get to Aldi, Aldi, how do you pronounce it around here? By walking along Park Lane. And you know what Park Lane's like, hey? Chock-a-block full of people. Chock-a-block full of PBC kinds of people. First, it's Steve Hughes asking you how your small group went last night. Then it's Ian Dent thanking you for your generosity to the church. And then it's Emma Owen demanding how many people are you bringing along to Alpha tonight. All ace people, all ace conversations, all ace stuff for Jesus. By the time you get to the doors of Aldi, they are shut, firmly shut. And the youth group tonight are going to go hungry. And youth groups do not like going hungry. Are you catching my drift? Interrupted. How annoying is that? Guys, is it just me? Or do you get annoyed when you get interrupted? There's nothing worse, is there? Do you get annoyed when you get interrupted? Have a little chat with the person sitting next to you and tell them the moment in life when you most hate being interrupted. Okay? Go and have a little chat with the person sitting next to you. Okay. So for me, and if Katie's here, please listen to this one. Brushing my teeth, she waits to the moment I put the toothpaste on the brush. The moment I put my head down to the sink when she asked me that deep theological question. Just saying. Guys, throughout autumn 2019, uh, we are spending time on Sundays checking out the character of our amazing God, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Checking out his character so that we can go copy him. Checking out his character so we can go be like him. Checking out his character so that we can go imitate him. And so the title of this series on Sundays is called Imitate. And so far in September and October, we've been imitating 
intimate Jesus. And we've been imitating humble Jesus. And we've been imitating tempted Jesus. And just a couple of weeks with Will, we were imitating forgiving Jesus. Today, surprise, surprise, guess where we're going? We're imitating interrupted Jesus. And flipping heck, Jesus knew what it was like to be interrupted. Time after time after time after time again, in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus gets interrupted. It's just what he goes and does with that interruption that desperately makes me want to go follow him. It's what he goes and does with that interruption that makes me want to go hang out with him. It's what he does with that interruption that makes me want to go copy him. Interrupted Jesus. Check it out. Four different stories this morning. Story number one, Jesus allows himself to go get himself interrupted when he's speaking. One day, Jesus is up north. It's proper up north, isn't it? Up north in a place in Israel, and he's talking to a whole bunch of people about the stuff of God. Now, he's talking to a whole bunch of people inside the house about the stuff of God, and he's talking to a whole bunch of people outside the house about the stuff of God, when suddenly there is a massive commotion coming from the roof above his head. A hole has been ripped open, and four burly fellas are lowering their mates down on a stretcher down to Jesus so that Jesus can go and heal him. What did Jesus go do? Did he say, hang on there, fellas. You'll need to wait till I finish my sermon. I've got a right-ripping story I'm about to tell. Did he heck? He allowed himself to go get interrupted to do amazing God stuff and go and heal the stricken fella. He allowed himself to be interrupted. Guys, you and I, we need to go do the same. Story number two. Jesus allowed himself to be interrupted even when he was sleeping. So one day Jesus is in a boat on Lake Galilee, up north again in Israel. He's fast asleep and he's snoring into his pillow. In fact, he's probably dribbling into his pillow because he is incarnate after all. He is God in a human body. And as he sleeps, a storm whips up from nowhere. It's a hurricane, a typhoon, a tornado, a twister, a water spout, a force niner. And it's scaring the life out of Jesus' buddies, the disciples. And so they shake him. And so they wake him. And so they drag him up to his feet. What did Jesus go do? Did he say, hang on there, fellas. You'll need to wait till I finish me kip. I was just in the middle of a dream. Did he heck? He allowed himself to go get himself interrupted, to go do some amazing stuff and stop the hurricane, the tornado, the twister, the force niner from blowing. He allowed himself to be interrupted. Guess what? You and I, we need to go do the same. Story number three. Jesus allowed to himself to get interrupted even when he was bringing dead people back from the grave. So one day, Jesus is hanging out with his mates when this fella called Jairus, he rushes him. He falls at his feet and he pleads with him to come and help. My 12-year-old daughter is dying. So Jesus 
hustles off with Jairus to go help. And the crowd, well, they go and join in along for the ride. And on the way, a woman who's been bleeding for 12 years nonstop, she leans in and she touches Jesus. And instantly, she is healed. Just like that. That's what my God does. Instantly, she's healed. What did Jesus go do? Did he say, hang on there, lady. I've come to raise the dead. I've got more important things to do than hang out with the likes of you. Did he act? He allowed himself to get interrupted to do some amazing God stuff. To let that woman know that she was truly healed. And then what does he go and do? Well, he wanders off. Moses on down to a 12-year-old girl and brings her back from the dead just like that. Because that's what my God can do. Happy woman. Happy girl. Happy Mr. and Mrs. Jairus. All because Jesus allowed himself to be interrupted. Guys, guess what? It's not one of those rhetorical ones. Guess what? We've got to go do likewise, hey? Do you want story number four? Have you had enough? Story number four. Here we go. Get this one. Jesus even allowed himself to be interrupted as he was dying. As he hung on the cross, dying. Dying in your place and dying in my place. Dying to bring you and me life. Dying to bring you and me a relationship with God. Jesus, the Son of God, even there on the cross, allows himself to get interrupted. A criminal who's being crucified next to him, hanging next to him, cries out to Jesus, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. What did Jesus go say? He probably should have said this. Hey, buddy, I'm being abused. I'm being mocked. I'm in agony and I'm dying. Why don't you just get lost? Who would have said that? I would. Did he? What did Jesus say? Say these words out with me. Today, you will be with me in paradise. Jesus allowed himself to go get himself interrupted, to do some amazing God stuff, to literally bring that criminal to heaven happy man, happy eternal life, all because Jesus allowed himself to go get himself interrupted. Guys, you and I, we need to go do the same. So there we go, four stories, four interruptions, four times that Jesus actually allows the interruptions to happen, four occasions that God goes and does some amazing stuff through interruptions. In fact, some of the most awesome stuff in the entire Bible, in the entire history of the entire Bible, actually goes and happens when Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was prepared to go get himself interrupted. Because busy Jesus was prepared, boom, to stop. Because Jesus was prepared to stop. Guys, we've got to go do the same. Guys, I don't know about you. But I kind of think that God wants to do some amazing stuff in this place over the next couple of years, don't you? I kind of think that actually God wants to save a whole bunch of people in this place over the next few years. 
I kind of think that God wants to heal a whole bunch of people in this place over the next few years. I kind of think that God wants to restore a whole bunch of marriages in this place over the next few years and repair a whole bunch of broken families and and love a whole bunch of lonely people and offer welcome to a whole bunch of rejected people. I kind of think that God wants to change some atmospheres. I kind of think that God wants to change the atmosphere around Poynton in the name of Jesus. And I kind of think that God wants to change the atmosphere in this part of Cheshire in the name of Jesus. And I kind of think that God wants to change the atmosphere... In Manchester, this part of Manchester, in the name of Jesus. Guys, I kind of think that God wants to use you and wants to use me to go bring that stuff on. Guys, I think that God wants to interrupt us. Are you with me? Guys, I think that God wants to stop us. Guys, I think God wants to disturb our neatly organized schedules our neatly balanced diaries, our neatly balanced lives to go do some awesome stuff, to go punch some holes in the darkness of our society to allow God's light to come shining through. Or in other words, guys, I think we've got to imitate interrupted Jesus. So how? How do we go do that? Because you've got to remember that Jesus himself was one massively interrupted guy, heckled, tested, bothered, questioned, with demands made of him, left, right, and center. What do you reckon? Do you reckon Jesus allowed himself to be interrupted all the time? Of course not. Because if not, there would have been no healings. There would have been no miracles. There would have been no preaching and no teaching. Nothing zips. Absolutely Rien de tout, that's French. Uh, Rubbish, nothing. So how did Jesus know what were God opportunities that God was putting into his pathway? Uh, And what were simply man-made, human-made, time-wasting interruptions? Well, guys, I think the answer is it's all to do with the Spirit. Because Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was one massively Spirit-filled dude. Check it out. Matthew chapter 3. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending on him like a dove and alighting on him. Jesus was one massively spirit-filled kind of guy. Matthew chapter 4. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Jesus was one massively spirit-filled guy. Check out Luke chapter 4. In fact, read these words with me. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus was one massively Spirit-filled guy. And it was the presence of the Spirit in his life and the guidance of the Spirit in his life and the prompting of the Spirit in his life which showed him which interruptions were all to do with God's stuff and which interruptions were all to do with human stuff. And so he acted on the God stuff and he chucked the human stuff in the trash. Guys, 
We need to do the same. I truly, 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 truly believe that every single day in every single way, amongst all the interruptions at home, at work, at play, God is sending you some amazing opportunities in your direction. Opportunities where he wants you to do some amazing God stuff. Check this out. A few years ago, I was, uh, I was at a hospital in South London. Um, and uh, I'd been in there literally ages. You know what waiting times are like in hospitals. And uh, leaving the hospital, finally, I went into this kind of hyper busy mode. I wanted to get back to work because I had busy, 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 wall-to-wall meetings, events after events to go and prepare for. And then I saw him, the Muslim leader sitting in his car. Now, I lived in Croydon, a population of 400,000. 30,000 people went to church out of that 400,000. 30,000 people went to the local mosque. I've been working with this guy for some time. Um, So a local Muslim leader sitting in his car, and I knew him well. But I had absolutely no time whatsoever to go hang out with him. So being quite a small guy and kind of inconspicuous guy and svelte-like guy, I, um, I thought I could just slide by him. You know, he wouldn't notice me. I didn't need to say hello. But as I'm kind of a ducking and a diving and a bobbing and a weaving, as I'm kind of like doing this kind of... You ever done that? No? You're godly. So I'm doing that. I'm kind of like, as I'm kind of crouched down like this, I hear the Holy Spirit audibly saying, stop! Go and talk to that man. So I then have on the street in Croydon a battle with the Holy Spirit. Have you ever done that? It's quite good fun. So no, yes. No, no. Yes, yes. No. And I got pushed towards going to speak to this man. And it was incredible. I knocked on his window very tentatively. Didn't the Holy Spirit know about my packed diary? Knocked on the door, the window. And the window comes open. Reuben, I've been meaning to catch up with you for ages. I would like to spend some time with you, Muslim leader. I would like to spend some time with you so that you can tell me about the character of your Jesus. More than that... I would like to get to know this Jesus. More than that, I would like to invite you now to come and preach in my mosque about your Jesus, no holds barred. And me, the flipping idiot, was about to crawl past his window. God is chucking amazing opportunities your way and mine. I nearly missed out. Don't make the mistake. Guys, every day, in every single way, God is chucking interruptions and opportunities into our direction. He's actually opening up some massive, massive doors. I think it's time that we opened up ourselves to the Holy Spirit of God so that we are able to walk through those doors and go do some amazing God stuff. Would you like that to happen? Are you ready for that to happen? Yeah. Would you like to see God do some amazing stuff in your life that you've never done before? 
Would you love your neighbors to come to know Jesus? Would you love your neighbors to go get themselves healed in the power of Jesus? Would you like that to happen? Would you like? I love you, Rob. (laughs) Would you love to do things that you've never, ever thought were actually possible? Because I believe that you can do that today. Are you ready, Poynton Baptist Church, PBC, to be ready to be interrupted for your God? Are you up for a bit of spirit stuff? Can I invite you to stand? I don't want to live a humdrum kind of existence, and I don't think you do, do you? Do you want your life to have purpose to it? Do you want to see things of the Holy Spirit, the living God that you've never seen before? Do you want to see your family come to know Jesus? Do you want to see people getting healed, people getting restored? Do you want to see the kingdom of God arrive here in this place like never, ever before? I just, I just long, I don't know about you, but I long for a movement of God's Spirit, which is so exciting that it leaves me absolutely gobsmacked. Where the power of God is transforming lives, where homelessness just ends, where, where, where refugees get welcomed, where the broken get loved, we're all broken. Don't you just want that? Do you want the Spirit to move? I just want to give you that opportunity today. I think God wants to interrupt our nice, neat lives. I think we've, we've been living nice, neat lives for too long, and it's time to ditch them in the bin and say, okay, tomorrow I am stepping... No. Straight after this service finishes, I'm stepping out uh, into the big, wide world, and I am saying, I am ready, Lord, use me. I am ready, would you use me? Would you take me out of my depth? so that I can't touch the bottom of the swimming pool anymore where I'm safe. I want to be just out of my depth, so I'm trusting in you and trusting in you alone. I want to step out with my God. I want to be interrupted. I want to be used. I want my life to count for something. I want to make a big splash, if that's not a mixed metaphor, for my God. I want to do stuff. Spirit, would you flow through this place right now? Spirit, would you flow like you've never flown before through this place right now? Would you do some stuff? Would you open up some lives right now in the power of your spirit? Would you open up some lives and bring transformation? Would you break some chains that are holding people back? Would you break people out of a captivity that is just restraining them and help them to step out? in the freedom that God offers. Spirit of the living God, I want to be interrupted, but I'm scared of being interrupted. But I still want to be interrupted even though I'm scared of being interrupted. I'm not going to step around that person on the street any longer. I'm going to embrace the relationships down Park Lane. I'm going to embrace the people that I encounter on the streets of Manchester if you show me that's what you want me to do. I am going to be 
a missionary for my God. I am going to be the hands and the feet and the voice of Jesus. I am opening myself up to this living God and say, use me, interrupt me. I want to see amazing stuff through the interruptions in my life. Spirit, would you guide me? Holy Spirit, the living God, would you fill every single person now in this congregation? Filled to the brim and overflowing with your power and your presence. Presence of the Holy Spirit of God come to this place now. We ask that you would move. In Jesus' name. We're going to be singing some songs. They're songs of worship to our amazing God. I just like to create a space at the front. I don't quite know how we're going to do this. I'm going to ask you lovely people in these first three rows here, if you wouldn't mind picking up a chair and just carrying it to the side so that we can create a, a, a bit of space here so that people can come and kneel if they wish to or sit if they wish to and encounter a, a living God. Thank you so much. If you would love to just come and encounter God and be filled with the Spirit or just want to come and talk to God in, in a holy place, you can do that exactly where you are standing or sitting. But I'm just going to invite you just to step forward if you would like to come and pray, to come and receive the blessing of heaven, to come and experience the good things that God wants to bring so that God will stop you and interrupt you. As we worship, if you feel comfortable with this and there is no obligation, just begin to make your way down to the front to kneel to sit and to experience God. Holy Spirit of the living God, would you come now? Interrupt us, change us, shop us around. Would you move? Spirit, would you blow? Thanks for listening to this week's talk. Join us next week for another inspirational message.